Today and every day, Planned Parenthood is committed to ensuring that everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies, including abortion care. Lawmakers who oppose abortion are attacking Planned Parenthood, which means affordable, high-quality, basic health care for more than 2 million people is at stake. The right to control your body and get the health care everyone needs has been stolen. And now politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills that would block people from getting the sexual and reproductive care they need. Planned Parenthood believes everyone deserves health care. It's a human right. And that's why they fight every day to push for common sense policies that protect your right to control your own body and against policies that interfere with decisions between patients and their doctors. Planned Parenthood needs your support now. Now more than ever. With supporters like you, you can help reclaim your rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org future. That's PlannedParenthood.org future. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAIP-owned brands right now like Cardin, Kaja, Emilia George, and hey, Meve, plus you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. A podcast where me, Nicole Byer, tries to figure out how I'm still single, even though you could take all of my vibrators out of my drawer, throw them in the trash, and then um, take them out of the trash and um, not wash them and put them back in my <laughs> drawer. Yeah. Uh, Yep. <laughs> My guest today has written for a black ladies sketch show. She's the first black female writer on late night television in the United fucking States. She's written on the Detroiters. She's written for the Golden Globe. She's written for the Emmys. And that wild it's Amber Ruffin. That was from me for me. I mean, I think everybody should be their own biggest fan. Oh, done and done, baby. Truly. Otherwise, what the fuck you doing? Mm-hmm. Amber, how are you? I am crazy. Sure. I feel like that's um the only answer. Yeah. I'm honestly waiting for someone to be like, honestly, I love this. I love <laughs> Corona. I love quarantine. I'm thriving. But nobody's <laughs> Who is thriving. that Lady Trump? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it's Lady Trump. Uh, Lady Trump, would that be his mother? Is his mother still living? Ooh, ooh, she was dead when she was around. She was a very ugly woman. So she is dead. She is, I usually don't 
talk about people's appearance or like i try not to because it's not the nicest thing it's not but home girl it, it was something it was quite yeah it was quite something it 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 cracked <laughs> it had cracked it definitely had cracked it was not okay so you're in new york <laughs> yes yeah and has is new york i feel like new york's in a better place than it was that's true. Shit was scary for a minute. Uh-huh. S-H-I-T. What are the rules? You can say shit. You can say fuck. You can say uh, uh, boondoggled. I don't know. Is oh. that a word? Oh, okay. Great. Boondoggled? boondoggled? I don't know. You can say whatever you like. Yay, but. <laughs> 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 I like that that was the first thing you wanted to say. I wanted uh, but. Baby, I've been wanting to say butts since time again. <laughs> uh, yeah, New York was scary. LA is scary, but I think uh, the warm weather allows you to believe it's not scary. It's so beautiful. It's so nice. You can go to the park and hang out, but then you for, like you kind of forget. You're like, oh, there's a bunch of people dying while you're just like at a park. <laughs> It's true. Yeah. It's, it's sad and crazy. it's scary and it's true. Are uh-huh, people uh-huh. wearing their masks and acting right over there? I would say on like the east side where I live, yes, I see lots and lots of masks. But then if you venture to like Venice or Santa Monica, places with like a lot of money and the beach, they're just like, we'll never die. Oh. So yeah, it's it's uh it's pretty interesting. Uh, I just went to Pismo Beach and I posted a picture on Pismo Beach and I realized it was not actually Pismo Beach. It was like Olivia Beach or something. And people keep correcting me and I keep deleting it because I don't give a fuck about where I actually was. (laughs) But but, like nobody was wearing their masks there. And the street we stayed at Airbnb on, there was like four men sitting outside their truck with a Trump sign drinking in the street. And I was like, you full ass have a backyard to be in. I feel like you're trying to start a fight and I'm not taking that bait. No, thank you. What in the world in the street? Yes. I feel like a lot of, I don't want to like generalize, but I feel like a lot of Trump supporters are just looking to fight with people. I mean, at this point, if you still are a Trump supporter, that's all you do. Yeah. I mean, how else do you interact with other human beings? Right? It's so bananas. So, Seth Meyers, you guys do a lot of political humor. Is it taxing on on your soul? You know what? At first, when Trump got elected, we were like, oh, no, we're always going to be up in the news and uh, having to watch it day and night and stuff. But now you kind of have to to be watching the news to make sure you don't die. <laughs> so now, no. But there was there was a time when I was like, oh no, now I'm gonna have to know what's happening in the world. Wah, wah. Mm-hmm. Now I'm like, please help, someone help. Where are we protesting? What's happening? <laughs> did, did anyone's uh, murderers get arrested yet? Okay, mm. well, I gotta stay on the news. I gotta find out what's going on. I mean, it's just bummer after bummer after bummer. Yeah. But I feel like if you were a kid now, you would be old as fuck. 
Can you mm-hmm. imagine if you were like 13 when this started? No, thank you. Woo-wee. You would be so old. Yeah, I think, uh, what generation is it? Generation X or Z? I don't know. I don't really understand how generations are broken up. Me either. But I feel like they are truly aging so much quicker than I am. I mean, chasing butterflies literally. Damn near <laughs> with a hoop and a stick. <laughs> Running down the street playing kick the can. Mm-hmm. No more kick the can. Now they're like chasing unmarked the militia out of their cities. I... It's fucking wild. Whoa. <laughs> Remember when we used to be like, oh, my God, other countries are so ghetto. Look Uh at them. Uh Uh-huh. Crazy regimes. Now, we're the ghetto. We can't even leave. Yeah. I can't do nothing. It's so wild. But I have been watching this thing on Netflix that has brought me so much joy. Preach about it. It is called, uh, fuck, what is it called? Dating on the Spectrum. Have you seen it? I watched every episode. Same. And I cried every episode. Great. I mean, my period came the week after and I was like, well, that explains a lot. But still, <laughs> I just loved how. So if you haven't seen Dating on the Spectrum, it is about people on the autism spectrum dating. I don't know. I might have talked about this on Why Won't You Date? I don't know. But anyway, uh, but all of the conversations they have are conversations I think people not considered on the spectrum should be having. Oh, yeah. So healthy. The healthiest human uh-huh. beings alive. I mean, as far right? as relationships go, I was so shocked. And also, yes. it was like um, you really had to check what you think about autistic people because yes. I would watch these dates and I would go, oh, no, he doesn't like her. She's going to die of disappointment. Mm-hmm. She didn't care. She was like, she didn't I didn't give like a him fuck. either. And I was like, oh, that's yes. that's on me. I thought you were putting uh-huh. all this weight on it. But instead, it's a normal date like we have all yes. had. Sometimes they go good and most of the times they don't. Mm-hmm. And it was funny because I think it's Mark. Mark loves dinosaurs. Yes. And I think he was on a date with Millie. That's not her name. But I don't remember. But he was like droning on and on about dinosaurs. And I was like, this is no different than being in a bar and a dude just talking about Star Wars. Yep. I was like, it's just a different level of obsession kind of but like not really (laughs) and you could just see on her face that she was like no thank you and I was like I love that and then I love the conversation (laughs) they had after where he was like do you see this going anywhere and she was like no and he was like a little sad but then was like it is nice that I made a friend and that's really what it's all about I couldn't believe it I really wanted love for him too he was my main guy Mm -hmm. because when he let the conversation dip He took it so personally and it broke his little heart when he made little mistakes. Yes. Yes. I I can't. My favorite was Kelvin. Kelvin is the one who drew the anime and went on a date with homegirl who brought a a Switch, a Nintendo Switch on the date. And he's trying to ask her questions and she pulls out this Switch to play video games and he is like, this is not dating protocol. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, yes. Yes, I would have been angry yeah. too. But he like could kind of articulate it, but then got a little overwhelmed. I just everyone was so sweet and kind. Yeah. Oh, I loved when it. When the this is a genuine spoiler alert. If you haven't seen Love on the Spectrum, I'm gonna need you to 
fast forward 20 seconds. The very last minute of the last episode where the guy was singing the um, song to the girl and he was proposing. Nicole, I was crying <gasps> and laughing oh, at the sucked. exact same time, yes. the exact same amount. Yes. <laughs> Because he was not a good singer, and you could see how self-conscious he was about it, but she didn't care, and she just loved him so much, and this is after the the black sock, blue sock fiasco, where he was oh so upset God. he didn't have good socks, yeah. and then he's singing, and there's a pianist, and she, I just... I loved it so it much. It was beautiful. It was so sweet. And what was that song? Is he just going to sing that and we quit? We, where did that come from? He wrote that. Did he write it? What's happening? Wait, did he? I don't know. Did you listen to the words of it? Because so, some someone wrote it. It wasn't. <laughs> I didn't listen to the words. I was truly just whimpering and crying. Crying. Crying and laughing. Oh, I just loved it. I wish instead of ghosting people, people would just hurt someone's feelings for a second because that's all it is. Hurting someone's feelings for just a half a second and then they know. And then I, because I know when I get ghosted, I tend to be like, well, what if? And it's like, well, no, not what if. He like told you that he didn't want to be with you because he ghosted you. But like it would just alleviate a lot of like, wishing and hoping late at night yeah if someone's just like i had a great time with you i just really don't see a future yeah. with you and when you don't do that then your memory makes the date better and better and better and better yes and that's where you suffer because if they immediately go this was dumb wasn't it and you go oh yeah it was then it mm-hmm. stays a little bit more honest and then becomes just worse and worse and worse uh huh. I dated a dude where I went on a date with him and it was like a fun date, but like no romantic vibes at all. But I was like, we decided we're going out again. OK, this was a good date. I had f- I love him. And then the second date, he kissed me and it was a bad kiss. But I was like, but he kissed me. Uh, that's the natural progression. And then the third date. He like fell asleep at a fucking movie. And then I was like, well, he was sleepy. And then it was just, had we not done anything past the first date, yeah. in hindsight, would have been better than dating for the two months that we did date to a very anticlimactic ending, you know? <laughs> two months. <laughs> yeah. I've, I like, I can't get past two months, which is probably like the universe being like, you don't need this person past two months. You didn't even need this person past one date. Mm. But yeah, I, I've never dated anyone really past two months, except for one person who was, um, how you say, a piece of trash. Ooh. But uh, yeah, he was so good. But you know, um, you are married. Yes, I'm married to a little baby. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. How did you guys meet? I mean, I understand that you are not married to a baby. Listeners may be like, <laughs> Amber Ruffin, seven months old, married to a baby. <laughs> so much. <laughs> no, I married to a sweetie poo. We met, he is a Dutch man. And oh. we met when he was visiting New York. And I was visiting New York. And we both lived in Amsterdam at the time. Whoa, holy fuck. That's so fucking weird. Isn't that odd? That's wild. Never met in Amsterdam, but 
go to the other side of the world and meet up. Wait, how did you meet? How did you meet in the street? I was outside smoking when I used to smoke. Oh my God, I miss it. Um, and he <laughs> was walking down the street. Oh. And then I smiled and he could not resist. What a dang treat. <laughs> and then we dated when we got back home. We just talked for a minute and I told him my email address. Mm-hmm. And then we dated when we got back to Amsterdam and we never stopped. How many years ago was this? This was 11 years ago. I'm going to say 11 years ago. <laughs> 12? 11? I like that you don't uh, know. I don't know any. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it was a while ago. Fair. Fair. A while ago. Did you date a lot in like high school? Ooh, no. No. In high school, I was just a um, yucky, yucky nerd. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sure. A yucky yuck nerd. But then there was a period of time where, bud, I got it done. Mm-hmm, <laughs> I was just mm-hmm, a wild mm-hmm. man <laughs> living in a lawless <laughs> state. It was the freaking best. And I think that yeah. everyone needs to go through that. Yeah, my whole 20s were that. Yes, it's good for you. Mm-hmm. And then, you know. Now I'm shacked up with this guy and I'm not like, oh man, what if and blah, 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 blah. And oh, I need to sell, <laughs> sell my wild oats and stuff. Them shits got sewn. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, <laughs> I think I know what you mean. If you know what I mean. <laughs> oh man, that was a very close to like a Bill Cosby impression. If only he was so bad. It's fun to do his voice. Damn it. What if you do it like this? <laughs> I've disappointed America. Is that, is, that, <laughs> is, that, is that something? Yeah, I think that's truly the only way you could do a Bill Cosby impression. Yeah. I disappointed America. Nobody wants my pudding. That wasn't the best impression. <laughs> Look, I liked it. Thank it you. It was the impression he deserved. Yes. <laughs> He's still in jail, right? Yeah, weird. It's so wild that like America's dad is a rapist and in jail. Just like the the Uh, poster boy for rapiness. Yeah, it's not good. We be out here enabling crazy people. Oh, yeah, because crazy people be making people money. Mm -hmm. Kind of like uh, Ellen DeGeneres. Uh Oh, Oh, boy. Oh, boy. (laughs) This list is out here getting long. It really is. I read that like BuzzFeed article and I was like, good Lord, this is tough. I bet a lot of people are out there right now going, hey, but I'm a piece of shit to people I work with (laughs) and sweating buckets. I love Mm -hmm. it. I love the thought of it. Someone's out there going, well, I did yell for no reason. (laughs) <laughs> you did. i try real hard to be a nice person with the people i work with because i want them to be nice to me do you know what i mean like i would hate to like have people be afraid of me and yeah and to scream at people to me that just seems not fun yeah and they you rely on them mm-hmm. i need stuff from you you have 
I've got to treat you right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. O- or we're all being too nice. One of the two. No, I think the world could stand for people being nicer to each other. In my old age, I've uh, truly turned a leaf. I used to be the person who would be like, oh, this bitch needs to know how I feel. And now I've gotten to the age where I'm like, no, she doesn't. She's yeah. living a nice life, and I don't have to be mean to this person for the sake of being mean. What is that doing for anybody? Yeah, there was a lot of that. A lot of sass mouth. Look, you have got to be a wild little baby at some point. You got to do it. <laughs> yeah. You get you it do. out of your get out of your system. I have a question. Ooh. So, your husband lives in Amsterdam. Do you go back often to visit his family? He lives here. We live here. No, I know, but his family. Oh, his family lives there, yes. And we go back on Christmas usually. Oh, that's nice. But not this year. No, I don't Uh-oh. think any. Well, I mean, me personally, I'm not going to go see anybody for Christmas. But, you know, people are like, I have to see my family. I'm going to get on a plane, which Oof. is terrifying. My mom was like, we will not see you for a year. Too bad. So sad. <laughs> I was mm. like, I am old. <laughs> my kidneys are not in good shape. Uh-huh. You need to stay your ass at home. I was like, oh, OK. I guess I won't be seeing you, bud. I like your mother because a lot of older people are not acting like that. A lot of older people are just like, well, you know, my bubble's tight. I see Rhonda down the street, (laughs) Terry down the street, and then Carl comes over. And then sometimes I go to church. Yes, we all kiss each other open mouth right before (laughs) communion. But honestly, other than that, I'm being very safe. You're like, uh, uh, no? That's there's a lot of that. There's a lot of like parent wrangling going on. Because mm-hmm. like, Dad, Jesus can come to your house. You don't need to go to church. Yeah, they don't need you there. But uh-huh. you don't need to be there. You can watch it on TV. <laughs> I watched fine. this video of this. I think he's from Tennessee or something like that. He was like. Uh, the Lord, the Lord needs us to gather and they're trying to take that away because that's the most powerful part of worship. And I was like, I thought the most powerful part of worship was your relationship with God, not like showing other people your relationship with God. I was like, this is confusing. (laughs) It's not the relationship with God. It's how you perform it. Mm -hmm. I mean, people are crazy, but most churches are like, just go online, dummy. Mm-hmm. So I do like seeing that. I like seeing that too. And I'd love to see all the schools remain closed. Ooh. Nicole, this is nuts. Can you uh-huh. believe this is what you're talking about? No. This, it's crazy. Yeah, I host a relationship podcast. Can't really talk about relationships because I'm fully not dating. <laughs> and then when I hear about people dating, I'm like, Y'all are just risking it all for what? Mediocrity? And I doubt you're going to find true love like this. But yeah, yeah, like I'm talking about keeping schools closed and shit like that. Like my sister's a teacher or she's a teacher's aide and her district is going to like decide in the next week or two whether they're going back. And I was like, oh, God, where is she? You don't. She's in Chicago. Oh, and they already have like, you know, a lack of teachers and whatnot. There's going to be 
even less teachers going back because, you know, some who have spouses who've made enough money or they can retire a little early, they're not going to go back. So then classrooms are going to get bigger and that means more kids. And I was just like, Catherine, if you need help, I will figure out, we'll figure this out. Like, if you don't feel safe, do not go back. Yeah, It's just, I shouldn't have to do that. No American should have to choose between a paycheck and, you know, living. Yeah. And I like posted on Twitter and this lady came at me and she was like, it is no different than a supermarket or a pharmacy. And I was like, actually, ma'am, I don't spend eight hours a day in a supermarket or a pharmacy. And hopefully those stores have protocol where they're social distancing and they're not allowing like my neighborhood supermarket. You got to wait in line. And there's only like 20 people in the store at once. And there hasn't been, at least that I know of, an outbreak there. So, like, there's stuff you can do. You can't do that in a fucking school. Uh (sighs) It's scary. And they're like, children can't get it. (sighs) But they can. They can get it. They can transmit it. Also, it doesn't take a lot of children to get it. It just takes your child. That's all that matters. Uh-huh. Yep. Can and then your, your child kid get it? You comes not home. Know. Your kid sneezes in your eye before they say goodnight. And yeah. then you got Corona. Oh, yeah. Or you're immune and you <laughs> give it to the child. Yeah. And the child is not. You guys, it's all terrifying. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm just going to stay my ass at home. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I don't mind the thought of going out. And doing stuff when, like, when people are at their job and, you know, there's five people in the office, everybody has Mm -hmm. masks. That doesn't create that unreasonable anxiety. But, like, whenever I walk past a um, a, a, a construction site, Mm -hmm. ooh, baby, they're talking Mm -hmm. into each other's mouths, (laughs) just hanging out. Uh Hauling giant two by fours. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, no, you guys, you have to try. Yeah. You have to try. It's it's been a very interesting (laughs) six months. It's been six months. Oh, boy. It feels insane. And then they're like, let's delay the election. I was like, I don't think you can do that. You can't legally do that. No, you can't do it. Oh, my God. I feel bad for people. But where I vote, I'm always the only one in there. Oh, really? I set my alarm. I go there at 8.15. <laughs> I walk three blocks. <laughs> and it's me and two old people and like 80 stations. Oh, okay. You d- I don't have to wait at all, ever. Not for one. I've never waited to vote. Not in New York. But I remember, um, I think it was Chicago or somewhere where I voted, where I was like, oh, I'm just not going to vote. Oh, well, yeah. I'm not going to wait these eight hours. I'm not going to do that. That's crazy. I mean, it's so wild that, like, they make voting so fucking... I mean, it's not wild that they make voting so hard. I understand why they do it. But it's just... It's wild. It truly is so out of control. Yeah, they worked so hard to make it so crazy for so many people. And now, I mean, thank God we don't live in Georgia. (laughs) They aren't voting at all wait they're I not mean, there are a lot of i'm a lot of of their polling places have disappeared mm. and so then now in order to vote you have to travel like mm-hmm. crazy and then survive that line 
So people are like banding together and like being like, I have a van and I'm going to be taking people to vote from this time to this time. So <laughs> this so, is literally sick. Yeah. I I mean, this and then I'm like, how <laughs> how does anybody fix it? The other day I was like, wait, the post office might close. And I was like, and they don't get federal funding. They don't get government funding. And then I was like, how do they stay open? Can we have a GoFundMe for the fucking post office? Yeah. Oh, that boy. one I can't really look at because it is it's the bridge too far for me. It's so fucked up. The the post office. Yeah. What? Like this institution that has been around since before time. Like it's so great. Like you always think about you know the post the post office is the post office. So I don't know. The other day I just bought like two hundred dollars worth of stamps. And I was like, I don't know if my $200 is going to help the post office. I also, I also bought a shirt. And I was like, I guess I'll wear the shirt and be like, buy stamps. I don't know. <laughs> I feel insane at all times. I feel so insane. There's also like that feeling of like trying to help and being like, is this a thing? Am I doing anything? Yeah. Does this help anything? Am I hurting people? Is, that, is this a thing? It's getting pretty raggedy out there it is but real quick we gotta take a break newly is a subscription clothing rental service that's all about helping you have fun and get creative with your style shift gears in your wardrobe without a complete and expensive overhaul dressy stuff trendy going out clothes casual tops and premium jeans sweaters outerwear vacation fits you name it for just 98 dollars a month you get a choice of any six styles each month Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing, fast, free shipping and returns, and professional cleaning in newly state-of-the-art laundering facility, plus the option to buy what you love. I like Newly a lot because sometimes I don't want to like own a sparkly thing because I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to wear it more than once. Also, I have a ton of sparkly things. And Newly is very good at like having a sparkly thing that I'll wear once and then I can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DATEME20. Just go to newly.com, N U U L Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code DATEME20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com. Newly with two U's with code DATEME20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Spring is the best time to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, tap into your power, and build towards whatever you're looking for. Okay, Peloton can accommodate your schedule with a variety of class lengths to choose from. Even if you only have five minutes, there's a class to get your body moving, and I have to stress how important that is. Five minutes is better than no minutes. 
Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and mood. Move at your own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take the guesswork out of working out. So you can just jump right in, keeping your fitness journey fresh every day because that's what it is, a journey. And listen, Peloton has everything you need to get to where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, uh, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton is something for you. Ooh, the Peloton classes I like to do are strength training. I also like the yoga because um, I'm always trying to get more flexible um, because I love doing splits because I'm slutty. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at (laughs) OnePeloton.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, there's always something that I really need to talk about. And thank God I have a podcast. But then there's stuff that I don't want to reveal publicly. So I talk to a therapist. And listen, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get stuff off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional cost. And I got to say, that's very important because the first person you meet might not be good for you. So even though it's work, you got to work to find someone who like is helpful and is good for you. So don't stick with someone just because you feel like you have to. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash date me today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash date me. Okay. Hey, did you know one in five Americans have learn a new language on their bucket list? If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste time on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned out in the real world world. Babbel made it super easy for me to brush up on my Spanish before my vacation to uh, Mexico. See how I said that? It's, it's better and it sounds like I speak Spanish. It just makes traveling better so you can like order food, ask for directions and flirt with the locals. Me encanta muchacho! <laughs> without having to consult language apps while on vacation. Here's a special limited time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash date me. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash date me. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash date me. Rules and restrictions may apply. And oh, like the movie, we're back. Um... Okay, so I I don't know if you've ever been on dating apps, have you? No, no, that's before your time. It's kind of before my time. Yeah, so I... Went down the rug pipe. Oh, no, are you okay? Yeah, but don't die. Please don't die on Zoom. Please don't die on Zoom. Oh, that would be so sad. Okay. (laughs) You would be haunted forever by my fun ghost. It'd be a good time. I'd be so sad if I watched a nice friend die on Zoom. Um... (laughs) 
So I'm on the dating apps. They're a literal nightmare. And I can't like once a week, I will just swipe for fun because I've run out of things to do. And the other night I was swiping and this man's profile. So on Hinge, it has prompts. It's like something you need to know about me. And his something I needed to know about him was I love my family. My mother comes first. My dad comes first. My sisters are my best friends. They're always going to be in my life and you got to get used to it. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, no. Okay, you're too intense. This love for your family is sick and I don't get it. Yes, it's bad. And it has been a problem before. Hence this behavior. And it's mm-hmm. only, it has only made him double down. <laughs> oy, 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 but oy. I'm like, what could have possibly happened in this man's prior relationships that he needs to announce that they're not going to go anywhere? And he then like, I need to get used to it. I'll tell you exactly what happened. He had a girlfriend. They got a little serious. The girlfriend met his mother. His mother was crazy and she could tell his mother has too tight a hold on him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what made it worse is she and he she went on birth control mm-hmm. because that's where the relationship had gotten to. And he told his mother and then his mother mentioned that to her. Mm-hmm. And she said, that's inappropriate. And he said, no, I love my mother and I tell her everything. And then they broke up. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a hundred percent sure that's what happened, but no. I would bet a billion dollars it's something very close to that. I think that's what it is. I think yeah. you really. I think you nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't say that once a day, you a damn fool. <laughs> I also this man. Um, I came across him on the dating apps. He's got a lot of hair and looks like he might be fun, but in a way where I'm like, I don't know if your fun is good fun because your hair is too big and too curly, but his most irrational fear is his nipples being cut off. And I was like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if that's something like off the bat you should be telling people. (laughs) Because what would be the scenario that your nipples got cut off? Or he's really prepared. And he's like, I've prepared for every eventuality except for one. And I can't figure out how to do it. Maybe. But the only way I feel like your nipples could get cut off is if you're fast chopping vegetables and you've got like double H titties that rest on the counter <laughs> and you don't and you're chopping veggies without a bra on and yes. you're just moving too fast. I think that's a way for your nipples to get cut off. But I just don't understand how a flat chested person would have their titties, their nipples cut off. I don't know. What is he into? Cause like if he's into knife throwing, then we've, <laughs> we've cracked it. <laughs> Let's see if I can find him again. Also, Shame on the website for making that a question. Mm-hmm. That shouldn't be a question. Yeah. Well, another question is I'm weirdly attracted. <gasps> Wait, it says I'm weirdly attracted to bellies. Maybe this man is the man for me. <laughs> okay. So we haven't matched. I just came across him. I'm going to heart it. What should I say to him in regards to being weirdly attracted to bellies? Should I say, why is that weird? 
<laughs> no. Okay. What should I say? You should say, boy, do I have a belly for you. Boy, do I have. <laughs> I am truly writing that. Yay. Let's see how it goes. Oh, this my man gosh. Will you probably... have to text me when he texts you back. <laughs> oh, boy. I this uh, I found another strange man. So a, sh- a shower thought he had recently was werewolves can't smoke in parentheses. No lips. Oh, OK. <laughs> you know, I feel like they're inviting people to sound crazy. Yeah, maybe. But like shower thoughts I have are I should go grocery shopping soon because I've eaten pizza five days in a row. Yeah. <laughs> All my shower thoughts are songs. Ah. Are, doesn't everyone just sing in the shower? No, I don't ever sing in the shower. <gasps> but how will everyone know that you're showering? <laughs> I announce it. I go, hello, I'm showering. <laughs> well, today I did announce I had to take a shit because the nice man I live with was downstairs and I was just like, I feel like it would be really jarring for him to be working at his computer than hear like the explosions <laughs> from the butt. <laughs> so I announced it, which is yeah. weird. It's kind. But I think nicer than just, you know, rudely invading someone's nose or ears. Yeah. It also speaks volumes to your relationship. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, I've known him for two years, and... Uh, Who? Who is he? He's my roommate's boyfriend, but I like to call him the man I live with because it sounds mysterious. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> and I used to call my roommate John Milheiser my roommate, my roommate John Milheiser, because on one podcast, I said my roommate, and then he brought it up and was like, you can say my name. And I was like, oh, I can? Great. I will say your name as much as I can, John Milheiser, my roommate, my roommate, John Milheiser. <laughs> but then people on Instagram, anytime I would post about him, would write that. And then it made it less fun because ah. not to be mean, but people love to beat a dead horse. Like, <laughs> so, okay. Do you remember? I think I may have told this story on the podcast, but you know, I cannot remember. I can't go outside. I can't live a life. It's hard to remember what I've spoken about. Uh, Do you remember on the Chappelle show, Wayne Brady was on it and they did a sketch where Wayne Brady was like bad. And he goes, does Wayne Brady have to choke a bitch? So I went and saw Chicago. Wayne Brady was in Chicago and at the stage door, he was signing autographs and someone yelled, does Wayne Brady have to choke a bitch? And Wayne Brady went, no, and then left. (laughs) Because I'm sure someone had screamed that at him every single day, multiple times a day. And I think it was a trigger. And he was like, I've had enough. And (laughs) I get it because for a while. People shout nailed it at you. Yes, and it would really bother me. But now that I have an Emmy nomination, it does not bother me. Oh Scream my Scream it all you fucking want because even <laughs> it's so cool. It's so crazy. Nicole, that's a very good one. That's a big fat good one. Isn't it nuts? That made my day very <gasps> exciting. It's that's so, a good one, buddy. So, and then Seth Myers was nominated too, right? 
Yeah, we'd love to go every year and watch uh, Once a Face Win. <laughs> um, oh my gosh, what's his Sam name? Big? Oh, that's my John Oliver. Oh, John Oliver. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we love so to much. go every year and watch John Oliver win. Well, I, I mean, it. RuPaul is going to definitely win, and I can't wait to be excited for RuPaul <laughs> because I love RuPaul's Drag Race and I love RuPaul. Uh, that's true, you do. Mm-hmm. So it'll be very nice to lose to someone I admire. To someone you love. Mm-hmm. It'll be sweet. Award shows are so interesting because they, honestly, in the grand scheme of things, are inconsequential, but then also they're not. Like, if you win, the world opens up a little bit that wasn't there before. And the nominations also help open up a world a little bit. So it does matter. But what like, are you going to do with this new open world? I'm sorry. It's so exciting. And you deserve it, it so bad. It's oh, hilarious. Amber, thank you. Posting shit is hard. It's hard to find laughs because you're on your own. It is very hard. Uh and in the beginning, and like nobody teaches you how to host. There's no like hosting school. Oh. Um, the only thing that like I did that I think was super helpful was a lot of people who host shows have an earpiece and they are fed line by line uh, via a producer with like the script or whatever. And I was like, I can't do that. And they were like, well, why? And I was like, they're like, it's really easy. You just like repeat it. And I was like, yeah, but like that's a line read. If you... Like, if you say a sentence a certain way, I'll just repeat it, and then I'll never figure out how I would actually say it. And then they were, like, pretty receptive to it. It was, like, a little bit of a hassle, but, like, I just read a prompter. And trying to make not reading a prompter, uh, like, make it look natural is also a skill in itself. Yeah. It's hard. All Like, hosting is very hard, but also easy, because I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It's easy, because you get to just live mm-hmm. and be your goofy self. Yeah. But it's hard because it's up to you. Yes. It's got to clip along and that's on your shoulders. It's exciting. Hosting shit is exciting. It is. Are you going to get like a big, beautiful gown to wear to your living room for the Zoom Emmys? Oh, my God. The Zoomies? (laughs) The Zoomies. Oh, my goodness. That means we can get on Zoom and and have like little watch parties with our little friends. Oh my gosh, this is going to be a good time. Yes, I think so. I'm going to get, so my friend Meatball, I think, is going to make me a like, uh, like a fainting gown, if you will, like an old school, like Hollywood fainting gown. And I think I'm going to actually, if the network provides a budget, I might get a dress dress to like, you know, do pictures in and be like, this is my at-home Zoomy look, and then actually watch it in my cute little fainting gown. That's exciting. I love the idea of a fainting gown. Right? And who knows what you have on under there. Maybe it gets crazy. Maybe I'll just have my titties out, ready for my nipples (laughs) to be cut off. (laughs) It's true love. (laughs) Except you don't seem to be afraid of it. No. No, I... If someone cut off my nipples, I think I would just be like, hey, why? What do you what do you need my nipples for? A spell? I think I'd be more <laughs> curious as to why you needed my nipples. <laughs> A spell? Is it to grow more nipples? Are, are you gonna Tell grow nipples in. and sell them? I want in on the <laughs> nipple growing business. Dang it. 
you're this pendulum swung too far the other way. Now you're too nice. <laughs> if someone cuts your nipples off. You have to be mean to them. Yeah, you gotta be like, hey, Arg, those are mine. But speaking of growing nipples, hmm. I have started a hobby in quarantine. I started being a farmer. So I have tomatoes. I have two tomatoes, a third one on the way. It's like just blooming. It's this little oh. green tomato. It's so cute. I grew a cucumber, but I didn't harvest. Harvest just means cutting it off the vine. I thought harvesting had more. I don't know what I thought harvesting was, but uh, I didn't cut it off soon enough. So it started rotting on the vine and I struggled through eating half of this cucumber before I realized it it was like bad. It was like soured and weird and like mushy. And I was like, but I grew it and I got to eat it. (laughs) You shouldn't have said it like that. No, but my mouth was filled with this nasty cucumber. And John was like, I don't, it's not good. (laughs) I was like, but I'm a farmer. (laughs) So I don't know when I'm supposed to take my tomatoes off. They might be done, but they're not big. I wanted big, beautiful heirloom tomatoes, and they're just like little tomatoes. You have to let it go and see how big it gets, even if it goes bad. Then you take that one off. You take Maybe one I'll take, tiny bite <laughs> and then put it right back on the vine, tape it up, and hope it keeps growing. <laughs> it will. Have you picked up anything? Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. Not at all. I have been working like a dog. Oh, yeah, because you're still fucking working. We're working at work. Mm-hmm. Soon the, the Amber Ruffin show is going to start on Peacock. So oh, watch yes. your butts. Do you do you have an air date? We might, and I don't know. Okay. So <laughs> wait, are you staying on Seth Meyers and doing the Amber Ruffin show? That's right. I'm doing both. Bitch, you a hard worker. She cashing double the checks. Woo, watch out. <laughs> they rolled uh, the fees into one, so it'll be one check. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> but they. Okay. I also wrote a book, and I'm writing a a musical. Damn, girl, you've been doing it, and I've been doing nothing. I am. I'm approaching like. Okay, this is a little too many. You're doing too many things. Too many irons close. in the fire. But I don't like to say no and i like to do things that will get me other things i love things yeah i love things too but truly during this quarantine i've been like i'll have none of the things please but like brava that's cool when does your book come out in january is it a what kind of book can you talk about it at all i wrote a book with my sister called you'll never believe what happened to lacy terrible stories of racism because <laughs> lacy ah. lives in omaha nebraska and has Ooh. You know, forever. So she has heard some shit. And, you know, every weekend she'll call me and be like, you will never believe this. Damn. Someone asked me if I was Harriet Tubman because they had Wait. heard who it was. You know, all kinds of crazy stuff. It's the best. Is that a real story? The story is she had black history checks mm-hmm. and she gave the lady a check and the check had Harriet Tubman on it. And mm-hmm. the lady said. Oh, wow, you got checks with your picture. (laughs) And there are 500 stories exactly like that. And we decided to put them in a book. It's just too, it's too insane. That's really funny. 
Each story you got is checks nuts. with your picture on them. That is what? truly okay. what a treat. All right. What a treat. <laughs> I know I've told this story on the podcast, but Sashir and I were driving in. This is me being racist. We were driving in Washington and she had a like a head wrap on and we had rented a drop top BMW convertible because Ooh. oh why not? Bye. And I was speeding, we got pulled over, and he was like, why were you speeding? And I said, I mean, look at this car. And then he walked away, and so she was like, you could have said anything at all. You were keeping up with traffic, uh, you didn't know. And I was like, and then I looked at her, because she had her head wrap on, I was like, I could have told him that I was taking you to freedom. And she was like, I swear to God, if you say that when he comes back, I will kill you. And I was like, okay, but like, it's pretty funny. (laughs) It's funny. Thank but you. you have to take those chances. <laughs> you got to take a chance with a heavily racist joke every once in a while with a stranger. You got to try it. Once when I was living in Chicago, I was sitting at the Belmont stop waiting for the train to come. And it's me, the oldest black man in the world, and mm-hmm. a bunch of frat children, white frat children. And they're being loud and rowdy. And we're sitting next to each other. We're all waiting for the train. And this guy is reading the newspaper. And we had been sitting there for a minute. And the children got louder and louder. And they were kind of getting on our nerves. He puts the um, newspaper down. He looks at me and he goes, I better put this newspaper away. Because if Master finds out we can read, he going to kill us. And I <laughs> laughed so hard. I laughed forever. It was the funniest thing I'd ever heard anyway. I do not know this man. He did not know how I was going to react. <laughs> he just took a chance. Buddy, you made a new best friend for life. That was the funniest thing anyone's ever said to me. Perfect stranger. <laughs> He's going to kill us. I love that man. Yeah, I love him. I want him to be my boyfriend. No, he's too old to be your boyfriend. He was old then. He had a great sense of humor. <laughs> right. I wonder if Master let him let him live. <laughs> I wonder if he finally escaped to freedom. Because if so, I'm in freedom. And we could have freedom babies. <laughs> Who's allowed to be married now? <laughs> man, slave times were bad. <laughs> You know what you should you should write one of those movies, but everyone talks how you talk. <laughs> you should be like, Guys, oh no, this I don't. is not okay. <laughs> oh my god, I can't believe we're still slaves. I went to sleep last night a slave, and I woke up today a slave. This sucks, guys. <laughs> hey, get in here and clean my house. Uh, <laughs> oh my god, we don't want to. <laughs> Please. I often think about, not often, but sometimes I'll think that if I lived in slave time, I don't think I'd be a good slave, but I do think they'd be like, oh, God, she's funny. She's she's very funny, but she is very bad at this. <laughs> Which is, you know, a very dumb way to think about it because I don't know if they'd care I was funny. Oh, my God. But I'd gosh. like to think that my humor would have saved me. the only person i know who feels that way <laughs> i hate thinking about it but you have to you can't help yes it. Yeah. i always think oh i would have just had a terrible time then had mm-hmm. a public breakdown and then they'd be like she's 
too much trouble. Mm-hmm. And then they would murder me. Mm-hmm. I mean, hey, I'm sorry. We can't all be class clown on the plantation. No. Some of us have to die. <laughs> I was voted class clown on the plantation before we made it to freedom. <laughs> We almost ran out to freedom, but then I kept honking my nose and they were like, oops. The dogs were like, she's over there. We almost made it to freedom, but I kept tripping over my big shoes. (laughs) We almost made it to freedom, but my suspenders broke. (laughs) And I kept tripping over my pants. (laughs) It is like, what do white people joke about? Like... (laughs) Like, do you think they get together on podcasts and they're like, uh, I would have killed my slave, but then I tripped over my shoes. (laughs) I almost raped my slave, but then my nose got in the way. (laughs) I'm the funniest slave master. I mean, seriously, white people, what what is funny to you? <laughs> what is funny to you? I mean, how do you do it? Yeah, it's it's funny. I, like, I feel like because I, I've got asked the question a lot recently. They're like. Do you think black people will joke about, you know, this time period or whatever? And I'm like, I mean, yes, because we have to find the humor and like horrific things. But like, how do white people find the humor (laughs) in the horrific things that have happened? I like I would honestly I challenge you. Ooh, baby, I can't wait to see the responses. But I challenge white people to figure out an actual funny way to make a good slave joke about them being slave owners. Please do not tag me in these responses. (laughs) Make sure to tag Amber Watson and Nicole Byer in your white people owner slave jokes. (laughs) And then we'll compile a list. I'm taking screenshots. Oh my God, that's so funny. But also like, it's funny because it's true. Where are your jokes? It it was a huge part of your history, too. Yes. But where are those jokes? Yeah, I like I'm I'm waiting for a dude to tell a good me too joke because a lot of them are just like, I'm afraid to talk right now. But I'm like, Mm -hmm. but what about I would love to hear like a fun joke about how you found out your best friend's a rapist. Like, I, I just I think it's really interesting that like victims can make good jokes about shit, but the predators or the people who have a tie to the predators or the oppressors have yet to figure out how to make jokes about it in a way that's like universally funny. Yeah. I mean, right. Or thank God. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe it is good that they can't. I mean, maybe they are and they're just not our friends. Oh, maybe, you know, maybe they are yeah oh yeah oh yeah i don't want to go down this make road make sure but you I think- tag <laughs> us in your slave owner jokes <laughs> no don't please don't you guys <laughs> oh, amber no. saying no but i'm saying yes and I'm- it's uh my 
I'm not kidding. I'm begging you not to, just like your slaves would have probably begged you to stop eating them. It's the same thing. Please don't please. It's the same thing. Oh, boy. Well, Amber, we've come to the end. Oh, no. Mama, no. <laughs> and I usually ask everybody this. I've only missed a couple, but oh, would you date me? Absolutely. Oh, what a treat. Thank you so much. I need to be taken care of. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, I am. I'm going to clean your house and cook you food. i love it amber do you have anything you want to promote i mean you just said a hundred projects you're working on also what are you drinking is that a margarita i'm drinking a paloma i almost always am drinking a margarita what's a paloma it's just grapefruit juice margarita oh i'm gonna have to taste that is that a salted rim or a sugared rim it's a salted rim There you go. Mm, I love tasting things on Zoom. (laughs) Oh, no. Everyone's lost there. I have an excuse. I have a drink. You don't. (laughs) Yeah, I don't have a single drink in front of me. A lot of people will ask me if I'm drunk or high, like when I'm working on Nailed It or just in general. I'm like, oh, no, this is like baseline. I'm just a silly person. So like people who lose inhibitions when they drink, I'm that's where I start. So if I drink, beware, she wild. You're just a goofus. Well, you got a book coming out. You got your own show coming out. People can still watch you on Seth Meyers where you're heavily featured. Um, What else? We're all over the place. Yeah. Uh, You can follow Amber on Instagrams and the Twitters. Yay. And Amber, thank you so much for doing this. Thank you for having me also this is a look you need to take a picture and put this on instagram this with my little head it's cute it's real cute thank you this is uh the look when i travel like not wearing makeup in my little hat are you not wearing makeup no so i have a filter on (sighs) zoom so if you go to the little camera setting uh video settings touch up my appearance that's what i've done it just blurs you a little bit. Ooh. Yes, see? Oh, now you look all beautiful. smooth and mattified. Whoa, yay. But the last flight I was on that I looked like this, the flight attendant was like, sir, what would you like to drink? And I was like, oh, may I have? And she went, oh, you are not a sir. <laughs> and then she walked away and I never got my drink because I think she was so embarrassed. And I was like, sir, ma'am, whatever. You can call me uh, like Rover the dog. Just bring me my vodka soda. Yeah. Uh, but if you uh, like this episode of Why Won't You Date Me? You can subscribe. You can like it on iTunes. Ooh. And if you write me something nasty hitting on me, I will read it. This person said, I want to wrap you up in saran wrap like a not cursed sexy mummy. When I've got you wrapped blunt tight, I'll leave you in the car. Windows cracked because this is love while I pick up a Bobolio pizza with all the naughty toppings. When I get you back home, I'll slit your saran wrap and collect your salty sweat drippings. Ew. I'll make a gravy with your body water and dump it on the pizza while we both jerk off to Spice World. Well, that was pretty frightening. (sighs) I didn't love that one. I don't like that. But I do appreciate the effort. <laughs> <laughs> you 
you're too nice a person. You're that too was... nice a human being. <laughs> well, I appreciate that people even try, you know? <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye. This has been a Team Coco production. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com.